Welcome to Anime Cons TV. My name is Doug Wilder, and this is our final con report of 2017. I just got back from Anime NYC, which was having its first uh, year in New York City, of no surprise, on uh, November 17th through the 19th at the Jacob Javits Center in New York City. It was a first year con, but it's not the first of uh, by its organizers, Left Field Media, who have done stuff like that this before. Uh, it also had the support of Crunchyroll, so it really didn't feel too much like a first year con. It also wasn't the first time we've seen an anime convention at the Jacob Javits Center. Some of you might remember uh, New York Anime Fest, things like that. And the Javits Center itself isn't a stranger to other conventions. It's also the home to New York Comic Con, which is much bigger. My initial assessment is going to be that I want to see a con like New York uh, Anime NYC succeed, and I want to see it thrive. I'm not sure I want to see it grow. It didn't really use make the full use of the Javits Center. It had a kind of a medium to large dealer's room, which you could kind of see a good spread out. And again, didn't use the full uh, full exhibit hall space. They had three panel rooms, which I would kind of describe as small, medium, and large in comparison to each other. I don't have kind of exact seating counts for each of those. But they, they all work pretty well. The larger one, obviously, for kind of the headliner panels and presentations and stuff like that. Um, and they also had an artist alley and kind of the upstairs area. If you've ever been to Javits, you kind of go up a small set of stairs and there's been this big atrium. And it's in this big glass cube for half of it and it's beautiful. you got sunlight coming in. The downside there is you've got a lot of sunlight coming in so it's a little hard to see. And in that section, it felt a little cramped, so it was kind of hard to move around. Uh, again, it's a beautiful sp space, but I think they just need to plot out the layout a little bit better. There's also off to kind of one side of the exhibit hall panels area and the main events room. Um, two smaller rooms that they were using for autographs, which worked out perfectly because it got lines for these autograph events out of the way, not blocking traffic to other events, but we're still right close to the rest of the kind of heart of the convention. Sometimes autograph sessions at conventions you'll see are put all the way on the other side of the building from everything else. So not only are you factoring in kind of uh, the time spent waiting in line, but you're also kind of factoring in travel time. And this worked out perfectly. I mentioned the main events room, which was kind of in one of the lower level I don't want to call it a basement level room, but it was kind of lower level. And it was just the right size. It was good. still had a lot of seats. But it I only went there for one event, but I never felt like it was too big or too small. It really felt like just the right size. So, on to programming. They had a lot of neat stuff there. Um, they opened the convention with a declaration by a New York City councilman who actually declared it uh, Anime NYC weekend in uh, the city of New York. It was an official declaration, which is really cool to see. Uh, anyone who organizes conventions or just attends them knows that if you have the city showing that the fans are welcome, either through uh, gestures like this, or just businesses that are aware and uh, say, hey, welcome attendees of whatever convention, 
or even hotels making sure that they recognize that people are coming for the event it really makes the attendees feel like people want them there people want them around and they're more likely to come back again and again for uh, year after year it's something that i think some areas uh some other conventions succeed with and some don't and it really unfortunately sometimes it just comes down to the area not even the organization of the, the event itself i would like to uh bring uh peter up as uh we declare it anime weekend here in the city of new york they had some decent panels uh i actually submitted one and got accepted um, and I was actually the first panel of the convention, which was a little nerve-wracking for me personally. I was worried that people wouldn't show up yet, but I still had a full room. I'm pretty sure I was in the smaller one. Um, I think if there's anything I would say about panels that they could improve upon, it's that uh, they could have added a little bit more length. Every panel, including industry, was only 45 minutes long which didn't leave a lot of time for a q a um and i would maybe add one or two more panel rooms i'm not sure where you would put it in in that layout the lay the had the layout without expanding much further into the javits center but i think it would be an area that they could add a little more without kind of being hurting the good size they have for the event and again personal opinion i'm not sure 45 minutes is really enough time for a, even a fan panel and even industry panels they felt like they were rushing and the few I, the couple i went to these were industry panels who even said oh well we don't even have time for q a sorry guys we're just gonna finish up without a doubt though the reason i went to this convention they announced well in advance so people could plan that they were going to have a screening of the second Gundam Thunderbolt movie, Bandit Flower, and they're going to have a concert attached to it. And this was going to be a premiere event. This uh, thing was a simuldub coming out right at the same time as the movies getting released in Japan, along with a concert by the composer. And why the, the concert is such a big deal is... The music is done by a man named uh, Naruyoshi Kikuchi, who's actually a jazz composer for the soundtrack. This concert was fantastic. Um, it didn't feel like a big show. Like if you've ever seen like say Jam Project or Team Revolution or Flow at a convention like that, they put on a very big show. And this didn't have as big an audience, but it was, I'm actually gonna say it. 
As much as I love Jam Project, I would put this as the best concert I've ever been to at a convention. Bigger than Jam Project, bigger than Yoko Kano. This was just such a neat thing to be able to see the see the uh, movie and then immediately see music from it being performed live by just kind of a jazz, uh, jazz quartet. And especially with Gundam Thunderbolt, who, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, jazz is not only cool soundtrack for it, it's actually kind of a major plot point, so it added so much more, and they kept it simple, you had the musicians and you just had either a promo image on the background or on the screen behind them, or they were just repeating some uh, images from both Gundam Thunderbolt uh, movies before, in just kind of a stylized way, so it was a lot of kind of less is more, and it was a really neat thing to see. And, I'm still kind of coming off the uh, euphoria of just how neat it was. Um, one of the things they offered with this was you could order a premium package that would cost $75, and in my personal opinion, it was worth it. Uh, first off, it came with a special print, which was basically just a smaller version of the movie poster, about this big. Um, we'll try and put toss a picture of it up on the screen, like that. Um, and it wasn't just a flimsy poster, it was a pretty little thicker uh, material, kind of like if you have a good the cover of a good paperback book. So it wasn't just flimsy, but it had, you know, the date and, of the event and everything like that. So you could kind of say, I was there. And they also had the foresight to put it, when they were giving it to attendees, they had those nice plastic sleeves, like if you get a nice photograph at it, like a autograph or anything like that. You did it, uh, so kind of you're carrying it for all day, but you didn't have to worry about it getting damaged, which is always something nerve-wracking if you get a special poster or something at a convention. You also got a brand new copy of the soundtrack. It's not the soundtrack from the first movie. This is the soundtrack to the second movie. Again, brand. this is a brand new thing. The movie just come, came out. And for those of you who know, who get uh, Japanese soundtracks and import import them usually that'll run you anywhere between 30 to 40 dollars and it also gave you uh, a ticket that you picked up to an autograph session after the concert and guaranteed seating at the con at the concert and i say guaranteed because you could still line up as a regular attendee and get a seat no problem but if you really wanted to see it and you got this premium package you were seated right away you didn't have to worry about possibly the room filling anything like that so again guaranteed seating in the in the uh concert and you didn't have to worry about it getting okay, even though you the chances that were rare a brand new soundtrack imported from japan a limited edition print and the autograph session for 75 dollars which i think is a really good bargain and again a couple of friends and I, when we were talking about getting ready for this convention, we were just talking about how good of a bargain this uh, event, uh, that package was. And again, it was strictly voluntary that if you didn't want to go to through all that, you could still go to the concert and not pay anything for it. So it worked out really well. And that uh, autograph session wasn't just uh, Kikuchi-san, it was every member of the band, which, again, something you don't see very often. <laughs> The one thing that was a little bizarre about this concert, though, was it was held kind of 
middle of the day towards the end of the day, or, you know, around 11 o'clock to 2 o'clock on Sunday, which this is a very big event for a Sunday at a convention, and that seemed very bizarre. Even more bizarre was after this event, and for, um, they had a screening of the new live-action Full Metal Alchemist movie, so that was going even later in the day on a Sunday when most people are going home. Kind of, you know, they don't want to stay too late at the convention because they have to go back to school or have, you know, work in the morning, things like that. So oh, I, I did not catch that, that movie, but that would be kind of the one thing I would kind of question about it, why they did both of those big events on that day. I could almost understand one of them, but both of them seemed a little strange. But uh, I know I keep saying it, but that concert was, uh, that screening and concert experience, absolutely incredible. And it's something I'm definitely going to remember for a while. And several of my other friends who are big into Gundam like me, we just kind of left left the whole experience kind of are amazed how cool that was and you know all saying that this was what made us decide to go to the con and we weren't disappointed if anything we we almost feel like we set our expectations too low so final thoughts for the convention again i will just say what i said at the beginning this is a con i want to see succeed and i want to see thrive but I'm not sure how much I want to see it to grow. I think it could be easily, especially with the Javits Center, it could grow too quickly, too fast, and either get too expensive for the organizers or start to feel too crowded for attendees. Because time and again, we say at AnimeCons TV and on AnimeCons.com, our website, bigger does not always mean better. And I think this is a prime example where they had, you know, with... Uh, a fair number of them, they sold out weekend passes, and I think by the end they may have also sold out Friday badges. But I think their their numbers are just right. Where if it got if any more any much more for people, it would feel a little too chaotic. Not as much stuff to do. It would start running into the problem of people not getting being able to get into certain events. So I think it's the right size, and I really hope the organizers aim for that because I think they know where we want it and it's where a lot of it's a right sweet spot again I had an absolute blast the con organizers have worked on other events and that really showed their experience showed I'm a little nervous because it's hard to predict how con anime conventions will do in New York City I mentioned uh, New York Anime Fest which eventually got rolled into uh, New York Comic Con as a uh, uh, then as kind of its own programming track and then eventually just kind of faded into nothing. There's been other uh, things way back when there was Anime Expo New York uh, and Big Apple Anime Fest, which neither of those exist anymore. So I'm always a little nervous to hear about another convention starting, another anime convention starting in New York City. I'm a little curious how that's going to happen, but at the same time. If they get more stuff like they did, like they really made almost uh, the Gundam Thunderbolt screening and stuff a track because they had, you know, two autograph sessions, which I was lucky enough to get to both because I made a purchase at one vendor in the dealer's room. They had his, they mentioned it at the Sunrise panel. They had their another Gundam Thunderbolt panel. They had the screening, the concert. So they basically had a Gundam Thunderbolt programming track. 
And or if they just got something really cool like that again, I would probably go back to this convention. I think it's one worth checking out. And yeah, that's our last con report for 2017. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, YouTube, and all the other good places. We're going to be winding down the year soon, but uh, be sure to keep an eye out for our year in review and other episodes for December. I'm Doug Wilder, and we'll see you soon.